Hello. Hello. Are you trying to mimic me? Yeah, but it was not very good. Welcome to Basic Snitches. Welcome. I'm Tara. I'm Adam. Today we're talking about a chapter. We are. The chapter is not called Chapter No, I was a liar. It is called The Wand Maker. Yes. And it's chapter 24 of of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. The Yellow Pages 1984. Yeah. Because uh, the when's the last time someone used the Yellow Pages? Since 1984. Probably the 90s. But. As someone who was born in 1984. Well, that's why I chose it, because it's special to you, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I do realize that I chose the phone book a few episodes ago. I need to really be more prepared with the fake book that I choose for each episode. Anyways, it is time to acknowledge our patrons. Ashley, Brittany, Jen, Mary Beth, Megan, Nisi, Nicole, and Olivia. And you too can join that list at patreon.com slash inches for as low as $5 a month. Tara really loved the last time I did a react, so we do that this time. Perhaps a little less successfully, but it's still a fun time, so come join us there. Winner and loser last <laughs> Well, the winner and loser of the last episode was Phoenix and Niffler, so we already covered that in the last episode. Well, there was no loser because there were several that lost first round. Niffler was definitely of the last chapter though Dobby wins hell yeah and I'm gonna go ahead and say that Bellatrix loses hell yeah she's the one who loses the most yeah she's a fucking bitch yeah she has some feelings about her vault being broken into yeah she's the one who kind of gets bested the most like she's really the villain in this chapter the Malfoy's just standing around not doing anything yeah he just kind of sucks literally like Lucius just stands around and is like how dare you talk to me like that in my house yeah, that's all he's really good for. Whining. This is probably the easiest winner-loser ever. Yeah, that, that one took zero effort <laughs> on my part. I didn't have to think. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, I put a lot of effort into writing a thing. You did. About as much did. effort as I usually put into writing my things. You so. did send me a thing, so here we go. Chapter 24, The Wand Maker. Luckily, everyone has made it to Shell Cottage safely, except for Bobby Dobby. And Bill and Flores bring into action, healing Hermione, Ollivander, Griphook, and the others. Harry insists upon burying Dobby manually instead of magic, and then have a brief moment to pay their respects, while Harry has visions of the baddies at Malfoy Manor getting their ass beat. Bill provides some background, including gratitude that Ginny is home for break, which means she is safe, and much of the family is being transferred to Muriel's house for safekeeping. Despite it being a very terrifying, sad, and terrible day, Harry springs into action. He reflects a bit about Dumble's foresight into things such as Ron having the Deluminator and the death of Skinny Dick, realizing that despite Cocaine Baby rushing toward Dumble's tomb to retrieve the Elder Wand, that Dumble really did consider all of the nuances of this journey. I just like that sentence. It's a great sentence. He also now has two very important witnesses at his fingertips that are making a lot of loud fucking noises together. Their bones may be healing, but their other bones are just fine. It takes quite a lot to separate those two lovers, but first he chooses to speak to Griphook. Griphook calls Harry a strange wizard for being so kind and respectful to house elves and goblins. It's just a funny sentence. You're so weird because you're nice. <laughs> Harry says, let's cut the shit. We need to break into Lestrange's 
Goblin. <laughs> we need to break into some Lestrange's goblin? What are they gonna do? I can't. Do you think there's a Horcrux in Lestrange's goblin? Probably. Harry says, let's cut the shit. We need to break into the Lestrange's vault in Gringotts. Much to Ron and Hermione's surprise. Grip Hook explains how impossible that is and that the sword in her vault is fake anyway, to which Grip Hook reveals the real sword of Gryffindor. It was his dick all along. Yep, that's right. He was fucking Grip Hook with the sword of Gryffindor. Ollivander. Ollivander. It just says he, so I guess you can fill that in. Yeah, he was fucking himself with he his was own dick. <laughs> Goblins is talented. Yeah. Especially since it's the sword of Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ollivander was fucking Griphook with the sword of Gryffindor. Anyway, Griphook talks about how they're still wizards and that goblins still rank underneath the wand bearers. There's only one wand bearer that he enjoys and that happens to be the wand maker after all, to which Hermione speaks up despite her very traumatizing day, exclaiming that she was one of the tortured, reclaiming the name of Mudblood, and stating that goblin kind doesn't want to see the fall of Cocaine Baby any more than they do. This seems to soften Griphook a bit and he says he will consider helping them. On to Ollivander, who was looking almost skeletal from his time at the Malfoys. Harry asks him multiple questions about wand lore, confirming Cocaine Baby's trajectory, discussing the properties of the twin cores, and asking about some of the more powerful wands and Cocaine Baby's reasons for wanting one that will defeat his own. But also, then the thought that once they examine their wands, they'll realize that Harry's is broken anyway. We also learn that murder is not a prerequisite for a wand to pass hands, and thus ownership. Important. Harry explains to Hermione and Ron that we learn in this chapter that Gregorovich was studying the Elder Wand when Grindelwald stole it. Dumbledore defeated Grindelwald and therefore Dumbledore has the Elder Wand <coughs> cough, but that's just because he doesn't... Sorry, I have to do this right. <laughs> I just think it's... You're, you're literally reciting a tongue twister. <laughs> that's what you're doing right now. But I'm sorry. Thanks for writing that. <laughs> it's not my fault. It's fucking... It, it, it really is, because it's literally it's, what it is. It's fucking baked beans. Fall. She named them. You literally okay. just like ruined the baked beans for everyone. Well, I'm sorry. I, the baked was the first word that came to Probably because um, it's what I wish it was right now. <laughs> anyway. No offense. That's not a dig on you. Uh-huh. Therefore, Tumbledore has the Elder Wand. <coughs> cough. But just because he has it doesn't mean he's the rightful owner. Cough, cough, cough. This is explained just in time for Harry to see Cocaine Baby come up to Hogwarts, give Snapey a little kiss on the nose, and then go destroy Dumble's grave so he can claim the Elder Wand for his own. And then we want to insert tape too. Be kind, rewind, bitch. Be kind, rewind. Did they ever make this one like a cassette or is it like <laughs> a cassette? Cassette movie of VHS. VHS, thank you. Because I feel like VHSs are so old that yes, maybe girl, they make them. when this came out, they made the eight track version <laughs> first. No, I'm just saying, did it just go right to, to DVD? It was 2007. Yes, I think so. 2007? I... No, 2011, I think. Something. It was after 2007 because that's when the seventh book came out. I'm so good at dates. Good job. <laughs> They buried an eyeball. Now it's time to bury a Bobby Dobby. Oh, it's a very mixed scene because obviously there's a lot of relief. They just got out of the biggest pickle. The biggest pickle. Which is something I would like right now. Uh, we're we're gonna get big pickles soon. Oh yeah, we did. We got fried pickles. But at the same time, there's like a grief and a numbness, especially around Harry. This allows him, and it's funny because he's even says in this moment as he's 
digging the hole and people are following along and Luna is closing Bobby Dobby's eyes and then they're etching into the grave marker and all of that. And Harry is able to block out finally with his grief. He uses grief to kind of block that out. And he even says along the lines that Dumbledore would have called it love, but that's kind of what is happening here. He's actually finally getting to the root of Occlumency <laughs> several years later than the training. Which is interesting to see that happening because what he's is, of course, blocking out is also the revelation of what happened in the last chapter. Which, as you're reading along and in, it's inserting all of these thoughts in between the chaos of him killing Grindelwald and everything, this is him actually saying that he's realizing it, that he's going to go and get the wand and stuff. And he's realizing this while he's burying Dobby. <laughs> so sad honestly it's a mix of sadness and grief and uneasiness but also relief and all of that and it's good to set it up here because this is basically where harry ends up having to make like a sophie's choice for real sophie's choice and that is of course choosing in between Hollows or Horcruxes. Yeah, horcruxes. that's exactly it. I mean, g- talking to Griphook about the Horcruxes, or talking to Ollivander about Wandalore, essentially, to get more information about the Elder Wand. Now, I will say this up front, because, and this is really at the end of the next chapter, but it starts now. I just have to say, like, following Xenophilius Lovegood and all of that, when Ron and Hermione came out of that, they were like, this is bullshit, the Hollows aren't real. To all of a sudden them being like, why the fuck did we not interrogate Ollivander uh, first if you knew this was happening? Well, it's technically like, it was Ron who was like, why and not Hermione? But I'm super proud of Harry and the way he handled it. Yeah, we've got a lot of things to talk about before we get to that. I just think it's interesting to bring up oh, yeah. because it really starts now is it's that Hollows versus Horcrux thing. So that kind of sets up the chapter. Also, it's worth noting that Harry is... Obviously, the death of Dobby is at the forefront here. And we didn't really even touch on it too heavily, but three major characters died in the last chapter. Those are, of course, Dobby, but yes. also Skinny Dick and Grindelwald. Yeah, and which is crazy. It's kind of glazed over, both of them. I mean, Grindelwald is perhaps even to a lesser extent because it has to do with the plot. But the thought that these are also on Harry's mind, like, whoa, so much just happened. The fact that these three main characters all die here in the scope of a couple hours yeah how wild is that and it's just like a prerequisite for what's about to fucking go down you know yeah i guess that's true and that that's why i'm bringing it up is that like dobby is the one that we're focusing on and dobby being like the first one i had mentioned like his death is meaningless but it's just setting our expectations out but we can't forget about those other other two dying too so all of that happens they provide a lot of time in this chapter for dobby's funeral they very easily could have, like, moved on from it and perhaps even combined these two chapters that we're doing today. Well, this first chapter is so much longer than the second chapter. It was way longer. But they do dedicate at least two pages to Dobby's funeral. To Dobby's funeral. funeral, which is lovely. And, like, you have the part where Harry is, like, thinking about Dumbledore's funeral and how he feels like Dobby deserves something as grand. Yes. And here we are. All alone on the side of a fucking mess. Yes, that's exactly it. So there's a little bit of that mirroring there almost. Which is interesting because by the end of this chapter, we do see Dumbledore's grave again. 
Bill also is providing such a good background here, just to let everything. Yeah, like he lets over. us know that everyone's safe at Aunt Muriel's, and that Ginny is safe, and like Ginny is safe, and understanding why everyone's at Aunt Muriel's is because there's a secret keeper on that location. Mm-hmm. Because there was never a secret keeper on the borough, and I don't know that you can just suddenly have a secret keeper. Yeah, especially because a fuck ton of people know where the borough is. That's what I was gonna say. It's yeah. already kind of been under heavy surveillance and stuff. It yeah. feels like so. Yeah, all that background is really good. I mean, it is worth even noticing if we back up even more at the very, very beginning because this is again one of these chapters that we've talked about now for books, where you read the chapter and you at least need to read the next page because at the yeah. very beginning they do talk about like Hermione's fine she'll be okay all of that so this is just giving some of that extra additional information because Ron now his family is completely exposed because they know that he doesn't have spatter great yeah now whatever that was called listen Ron made it to like chapter 23 without the world knowing where the fuck he was which hey that's, that's pretty, pretty good. damn good like, once again this is around Easter so yeah he made it through like Two-thirds of the school year. Yeah, a good majority. It's so interesting, too, to think of it that way, because I can't remember if it's in this chapter or the next chapter, but at one point, Hermione says something like, we could be searching for Horcrux for years. Girl, like, take a step back and look at where we came from. Right. Like, I mean, I mean, while that's a valid statement, we don't want to think about that. Maybe don't say it. Yeah, seriously. Like, <laughs> Maybe don't imagine? say that. Can you imagine if this was stretched out even more? So, yes, they talk about everything with Muriel and all of that. The other thing that comes up here is the mirror fragment. And we kind of touched on it in the last chapter. However, them talking about, like, oh, could it be Dumbledore? Is he really dead? Ron brings it up again. Poor Ron. I may have actually asked this in the last chapter, but as I was reading it this time, I think I sort of realized probably what I did think of this when I was reading it. When they see the flash of the blue eye and they're like, oh, it's Dumbledore. What do you think your thought or what a first reader's initial thought would be of this? Well, I can only think about what I thought, which was how the fuck does that work because Dumbledore is dead? Yeah. It's described as being that piercing blue of Dumbledore's, that that Harry thinks it's Dumbledore's, and you're not thinking that it could be someone else. It wasn't like when we were all like, yeah, R.A.B. is Regulus Black. There was no part of me that thought about Dumbledore's brother. Yeah, I definitely didn't either. I didn't even think of that as an option. What I thought of, I'm almost positive, because especially this portion of the book, I read when I was in this house for the first time. Oh my gosh. So that's how far, like, I waited. And, like, I was holding on to this half-read book for quite a long time. It wasn't even fully half-read. I literally read it the day. Like, it came (laughs) out at midnight. I got it, and I, like, stayed up all night and read it. I very, very clearly remember reading at least, I think, the first four, maybe even five books, like, in high school. And so I skipped over... Or the first four in high school, because that's all that was out. Because <laughs> I'm an old bitch. See, I may have read the sixth, because the sixth would have been probably my senior year. But I think I ended up reading the sixth after high school. And then, like, college happened, and getting a job happened, and all of that. But anyway, I definitely remember thinking, okay, maybe this is a serious thing. Sirius goes through the the archway. The veil. Yeah. What do they call it in the book? The arch. They go through yeah, the arch. That's, the veil. A, yeah. The veil edge. I thought perhaps <laughs> this mirror could have been something like, oh, it's allowing him to see on the other side of the veil. Especially... Oh, 
because I think they kind of bring up... Oh, I can't even remember at this point because the last chapter was so massive. But either in the last few chapters or in the next few or something, they kind of talk about that, the other side. And especially since that is kind of like a theme of this book and like the res- maybe it was with the Resurrection Stone oh, okay. or something like that. Okay. I think that's probably what I thought of. Like, oh, this is Dumbledore, but obviously he's dead. They're seeing him on the other side of the veil. So when we eventually do see Aberforth, which, man, that is coming up way faster. This, than I yeah, think this we, is wild how quickly this yeah, is happening. Yeah, because I think literally after we're done with these two chapters, it's Gringotts, and that's one chapter, and then they're on to Hogwarts. Basically, it's yeah. It's so fast. Yeah, once they lose Shell Cottage, y'all, whew, every time I'm like, it's go time, it's been like kind of go time. It's for real go time. Well, yeah, it's interesting because it's for real go time. They still have two Horcruxes left. But, I mean, it's like boom, 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 boom. And it's like for real go time that makes, like, the fifth book look like nothing. Because when we hit go time in the fifth book, you're like, fuck! So I'm sure that's what I thought at that moment. Now, of course, they talk a little bit back and forth and all of that. And then it is interesting because I even said in the Malfoy Manor chapter, I don't know if I necessarily would have gotten out of this very traumatic incident. And... My first thought is like, hmm, there must be something in Bellatrix's fault. But Harry is. <laughs> Harry <laughs> is. Like, what is was that? This is the part where, like, from here on out, it's Harry's book. Like, Harry comes well, up. I hate to tell you, but. <laughs> You're like, the whole series is about it, but. All of the titles start with Harry Potter and. So. Right, but, okay, yes, you are very, very correct. I know what you're saying. But, like, Hermione <laughs> has kind of been, like, the fucking brains of the operation. Because he's kind of an idiot. And then Dobby kind of hands it off from Hermione to... Yeah, Dobby's like, alright, I'm gonna die and you're gonna take over. And Harry's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly it. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, brain, let's go. Exactly. So... Harry be interviewing some bitches. He interviewing some bitches. He jumps right into action. It's like, go time. Hey, Goblin. Let's talk about committing a felony. Yes. Breaking and entering. That's right. This is when Griphook says, you're a very strange wizard. Which, when we watched the movie, you were like, wow, what a weird thing to say. Because he was like, you did a nice thing. You're so, you're a weird wizard. Well, in a world where he's used to be treated like shit by wizards. Yeah. I almost see it as like a compliment of like, wow, you actually buried a house elf? I mean, as much of a compliment as it can be from Griphook. Yeah, he probably didn't mean it to be a compliment. No. But he really does no shit kind of like how you said he jumps right into i need to get into gringotts i need to get into the strangers he had clearly has not cleared this with ron hermione yet yeah they're like i'm sorry what and i don't even know if he said it because again we just when we watch the movie it's more fresh in my mind something along the lines of what is in the vault and that's how they get into talking about the story of gryffindor griffok is like i already fucking told you all that you guys have the real sword so, why you want in there? <laughs> because Bellatrix had a tantrum. But there might be something else in there. But they don't say that to him. Obviously, that's why. Exactly. There's a little bit of back and forth here. I think Harry is very respectful. Now, of course, Ron, in this instance, being like the pure blood family. Ron's privilege just kind of comes out. 100%. He's so fucking oblivious. What this makes me think of is my parents. My dad has definitely said things that I'm like, okay, you need to take a step back and realize that we're talking about human beings here. White people aren't all that bad. In fact, this is what's wrong about black people. 
That's what this is. Very much of like, oh, wizards aren't that bad. Goblins whooped a lot of wizards' asses too. And trying to make it like an equal kind of. Th- no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. And like Take Harry and Hermione are like, no, don't do that. Yes. Very that. Ron is very much serving my dad in this instance. Ron. But then Hermione, because I think Harry is still being very much a diplomat. Hermione then steps up at this point and she's basically like, hang the fuck up. I am a mudblood. And she like uses it in that way of reclaiming it, kind of like I said in the thing. Yeah. I'm the one who was tortured. You don't want to see Voldemort fall any more than we do. That whole thing. And so it was really nice for Hermione to step up and do that. Yeah. Especially, like, and there is definitely a passage of time here. Like, they talk a little bit about how, especially once they start planning things and stuff. Yeah. You know, days pass, weeks pass, whatever the case is. But Hermione, truly, it feels like at this point, at the very least for the reader, it's very fresh. And for Hermione to step up and say this, it's like, hell yeah, Hermione. That's such a fine line of a thing to just kind of say. Because, again, it kind of comes across as, well, I've got a bad too kind of tone. But I think that the way that Hermione handles it is actually comes across differently than that tone that is suggested when saying things yeah. like that. It's more uniting. Yeah. Well, and I think the thing that really sells me on this is when she says, you can't want him defeated more than yeah. us. Well, I also think like the way that Ron said it is very othering. Yeah. You versus us. Well, it's here, it's like Hermione saying, Hermione we're on the like, same yeah, side. Yeah, it's very, like you said, it's very uniting. And it, it does, and it's, it's an interesting contrast between Ron's privilege. Like, we're not holding that against him, it's just a thing that exists, you know? Yeah. We've been watching Hermione rallying for these underdogs for the whole series, you know? Yes. Another thing I wrote down about this is that this feels like a wrap of, of spew to me. We haven't seen spew in such a long time. And yeah. Like, when spew was happening, we were realizing it. I think... Griphook actually asks something like, there are no wizards who care about houses and goblins. And Hermione's like, no, 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 we do. That's why I thought of Spew, and mm-hmm. I think that's how she launches into it. It's something along those lines. But yeah, this conversation kind of happens, and it ends with them being like, well, can we count on you? And Griphook is like, I shall think about it. Think about it. Fuck you. Uh, I mean... First of all, I get that goblins are different, and, like, in the next chapter, Bill talks a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. If Ron did kind of bungle the situation a little bit, like, if yeah. Ron hadn't spoken up, I think that it wouldn't have escalated to a point where Hermione had to jump in. Not that I'm blaming Ron or anything, because obviously Griphook comes around. Well, and the other thing is that I would also say that Griphook probably is like, y'all are asking me to fucking break into Gringotts. <laughs> well, that too. Which, I is, mean, a, that, which is not a room. great time. Yes, there is that too. Yeah. So they switch to Alabander. This is a little bit more, like, everything with Griphook felt a lot more streamlined to me. Here it's more of like a back and forth talking about, like, wand war. <laughs> this is where the movie starts and gets it right, and then it goes off in a different direction, which I'll let you mostly rant about because Tara was livid at the movie. I'm livid at a lot of things. Basically, he comes in and is like, can you identify these ones? I want to make sure that they're safe to use. He identifies the the two ones that are presented as Bella's and Draco's, and then Harry says something about, like, the way that you talk about ones is very much 
they have a soul or that they have feelings or whatever. And then that brings us into some of this wand lore of like the wand chooses the wizard and the whole thing of disarming a wand, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so he starts talking to Ollivander. He first asks Ollivander if he can mend his wand. Oh, yes. And Ollivander's like, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. So then Harry is like, okay, well, tell me about these wands that I have. And so he gives him the two wands that he has and he identifies them. But he says this wand belonged to instead of belongs to. And so Harry's like, that means it's not Draco's wand anymore. And he said, well, that depends if it has basically chosen you as its new master now. Thank you for bringing that up. Because when we watch in the movie, he says it. And I was like, ah, important language. Right. There's also some of the discussion then about like the twin cores and the whole thing of like, um, this is what happened when I Expelliarmus or whatever it was that happened during Seven Potters where his wand kind of spun. I actually lied. I want to go back real quick. Okay, go back. Ron also (laughs) hands him a wand to identify. And he identifies the wand of Peter Pettigrew. Oh. That he was forced to make after they kidnapped oh, him. Oh, yes, 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 But yes. do you know who he wasn't forced to make a fucking wand for? Lucius. Lucius Malfoy! Yes, yes, yes. What yes. the fuck? You know, You I have know... a wand maker? <laughs> make him make you some fucking backup wands. I know you You gave one to Skinny Dick, <laughs> but you're not going to give one to Lucius. It's his own fucking house! Yeah. What yeah, the fuck? I guess we understand why Lucius was so pissed about that. I mean, listen, Lucius Malfoy sucks, but <laughs> you, give that fucker a goddamn wand! Whoa, so I'm glad that you mentioned this, because <laughs> you did mention this a lot in the last chapter, too. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I but did like, not even But, like, in the last chapter, I was like, why didn't they do that? And then we literally hear about how he was forced to make one. Yes. Why yes. didn't he make it? Well, Death Eaters are dumb folks. Uh, you know, I told Tara that recently I've been going back and listening to some older episodes <laughs> and literally, you know what it was? I was listening to the holiday episode two where we did Half-Blood Prince. Oh. I didn't listen to the whole one for that because I was like, I want to listen to like our actual conversations in an early episode because uh-huh. let me tell you listeners, we have made some big fucking strides in like the quality <laughs> of everything our conversations the way that we talk the edit everything is just so so much better but back then even we were talking about how death eaters are fucking stupid like they're not thinking this stuff through so stupid. i didn't even clock that full disclosure if i haven't said this already on the podcast before i either read the chapters and then listen to them on audiobook or vice versa i just i but i do both This particular set of chapters I listened to first. And I was driving home from work one day. And I get to this part and Jim Dale is talking about how Ollivander was forced to make this wand for guinea dick. And I just paused it. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, just so fucking loudly to my oh car. My God, and I'm just like, oh my God. And I just have this rant that I just gave Oh my God. Literally, I was like, car. yeah, yeah, skinny dick. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> the complete opposite. But, but yeah, totally. Because that comes up. I, will, uh... I mean, there, there's a lot of wand info that comes up here. You know, the disarming, obviously. Then we get into how... Ollivander knew that Grindelwald was researching the Elder. Oh my god, yes. Sorry, I that was my was researching the Elder Wand <laughs> so that he could like replicate it, basically. How did you say that? <laughs> 
I gotta choose the next name really carefully. Grindelwald knew about it because obviously it sounded like he was just kind of promoting it, perhaps. So Grindelwald steals it, Dumbledore, and then, like, it doesn't go through all of this because there's still some, like, mystery left to happen, but, well, technically it's the stuff that happened with Draco, but Dumbledore defeats Grindelwald, and so Dumbledore is the owner of the Elder One, and then we don't get into the whole thing of, like, Draco disarmed Dumbledore, and then, of course, then Harry disarms Draco, We've already talked about all this too, but yeah. essentially that everyone is thinking, oh, it actually belongs to Snape because Snape killed Dumbledore. Yeah. And that's pretty much how we're all looking at it at this point in yeah. the story. Yeah. But when he says that murder is not a prerequisite, that's where you can almost figure it out and be like, ah, this is why we are in a good position here because yeah. nobody is talking about how he stole those wands because it's just like a blip in the last chapter. Yeah. So they walk through all of that, and there's even some stuff about Harry even saying, like, well, you told this to Voldemort, and Ollivander, he was using the Cruciatus curse on me. I have no, like... And I think Harry really comes off as like, I get it, dude. I don't blame you for shit, I'm just getting No, he does. And, like, Ollivander, obviously, is just feeling very, like, overwhelmed by it all. Harry basically is using the fact that he saw Voldemort, you know, kill Grigorovich and Grindelwald Mm -hmm. and all of that... So obviously he knows that, but he also watched Voldy torture Ollivander. Really, that is kind of where we get to the end. Because then this is where he does have the vision now. So it's like the Sophie's choice of he he talks to Goblin, he talks Mm -hmm. to Ollivander, and then boom, he sees Voldemort kind of approaching Gates of Hogwarts. He and Snape make out. And then he's like, I'm going to go steal the wand from the He's like, I'll see you in a little bit. I have things to do. But also I got to go talk to my Dumbledore portrait and tell him about your bullshit. Bye. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) When this was happening too, I was literally like, I mean, you could just kill Snape right now. Because obviously I'm coming from it at a different perspective. But I imagine other readers, if they're really, really paying attention, they may have been able to make that connection here too. And he takes the wand and and he like this is mine now i stole it and he skips away like i've said this book in particular it's like they do a big thing and then they kind of have a debrief yeah this definitely feels like that but it also i mean there's a lot of important information in here a so. lot of important information in the shops and that the next episode almost feels like a little bit more like a debrief but we'll talk about the next episode but for now yes. play a game oh what game we're gonna play mad libs mad libs mad libs we haven't done mad libs in a long time i know this time i also i was looking in back in the vault to see what games because we tend to go through our favorites pretty quick there are some other favorites that we haven't done for a while so mad libs we haven't done for a while it's been a minute oh what is this mad libs theme Oh, it's part of this chapter? Okay. <laughs> the first thing I need from you uh-huh. is a verb plus ed. So past tense verb? Yeah. <laughs> My brain does not work, friends. That's okay, it's Friday. <laughs> Died. A noun? Child. I guess it's a plural noun. Little noun chicken nuggets! <laughs> I have to ask for legal purposes. Do you have profession or title or anything of that sort within here? I don't think so. But okay. Maybe. If I oh, ans- I do. Oh, you I do. do. Okay, yeah. good. Thank you. Next. 
Okay, a proper, or a, a name. proper a noun. Name. They can be any name or... Uh, yeah, a person name. Big Booty Judy. <laughs> Big Booty Judy? Yep. I love it, okay. Sometimes they call the cats that. <laughs> I need another uh, verb. Jiggle. Jiggle? Yeah. You got it. Credit card? You got it. <laughs> I need another noun. Basket. I need another person's name. Louisa. Wait, no, hold on, hold on. Okay. I can't do Big Booty Judy and Louisa. Yeah. Brenda. Now, you may say, that sounds like another normal name. No. Oh, no. Like, Brenda's a good name for that negative voice in your head. Oh, Shut yeah. the fuck up, Brenda! Fuck Brenda. Yeah. We're gonna have a couple verbs here. Verb plus I-N-G. Okay, also, no offense if your name is Brenda. <laughs> Sorry, Brenda's. Yep, we have so many Brenda's listening <laughs> what today. If, what if that's... If so, please if email us and let us know. Listeners. Just tell us your name is Brenda. Verb plus I-N-G? Verb plus I-N-G. Pooping. Duh! Cool. <laughs> Obviously. Noun. Jack-o'-lantern. Okay. Verb plus ed. Tickled. Noun. Screech. As in a screech? Yes. Not like she did a screech, because that would be a verb. A body part. Kneecap. <laughs> oh, dare you. I know. <laughs> we need to start doing that. After someone sneezes... No more bless you bullshit. <laughs> it's just, how dare you? Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> okay, bye. A number. 395. Which is how many episodes we're never going to get to in basic speeches. I don't remember if that made it into the actual episode last time, but apparently we're getting to 394. No, 394. Episodes. Now I need a plural noun. About... <laughs> Another noun, not not plural. So Are no. you sure there's a title? Yep. Just, okay. It's literally next. Okay. Wait, was it just normal noun? Oh wait, no, it's not next, but it's coming up. Yes, just a regular noun. Condom. A surname. What's the longest last name I can come up with? <laughs> Have you ever seen that Mad TV sketch where they're talking about like this? It's like a charity or something, and they're like a swift withering lick tackle felf. Or something like that. <laughs> no. That's what it is. Swift liver. Swift. I can't even say it normal. Swift withering. Are we using this one? Yes. Swift. <laughs> withering. Withering. So think like swift. Uh-huh. Withering. Uh-huh. Lick. Lick. Tackle. Tackle. Theft. Theft. Not theft, but theft. Okay, swift. Swift, swift withering lick tackle swift theft. withering lick tackle <laughs> theft. Yes, okay. Perfect. Okay, I need a, uh, an occupation. Diarrhea! Adjective plus ly, or an adjective with ly. <laughs> an adjective plus ly, so you mean an that. adjective with ly. Brightly. Brightly. Yes, that was gonna be my example. Let's just use it. Yeah, I love it. And I need a verb. Murder. Yes, absolutely. And then I need two more things. We're almost done. Two more things. Just Are you anything? excited? Yeah, <laughs> anything. Um, I'm sorry, I lied. What about dick and cock? Three things. I'm Three so things. Sorry. Dick, cock, 
and Louie. Are they now? No. Fuck! I know! I know, I'm so sorry. Well, the first one is a uh, body part. Dick. Yeah. And then... I'm ready. And then a number. Well, I can't do cock for that. I, I thought you were going to say a verb, and like you can cock a tub. That's true. A number, how about X? Okay. Like uh, algebra. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. How can I make this as complicated? And sure. That part's not as fun. Okay, and the last thing I need? Mm -hmm. A body part. A cock! Okay. Dick. Uh, X. Cock. Not exactly oh, what shit. I said. Sorry, there was one more little paragraph. Oh, don't worry, bonus, don't worry. Bonus. <laughs> bonus verb. Well, I already used cock. You have another one. C A U L K, cock. Okay, animal. Are you kidding me? There's even more. I said there's one more small paragraph. Oh here. my god, an animal. What about a antelope? Antelope. Yes. Okay, and then I need an adjective. Deafening. Okay, I can't spell. Definitely. D-E-A-F. M-I-N-G. Number. Another number? Another number. Negative three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the last one for real. Adjective. Purple. Love it. I love this. Away oh, in another noun. Away oh, in another number. Yeah, that's it. Away oh, in another body bag. <laughs> You have to remember about all of those body parts that you want to use next time. Uh, I could have totally made dick cock and wee wee make sense, but wee whatever. <laughs> okay. Should I bleep out cock or is that fine? It's probably fine. We've said worse. Cock? Yeah. We've said worse. Okay. Okay. So this is obviously from the chapter. I do so. Harry's scar died. <laughs> he knew. He was certain that there was hardly any chicken nuggets left in which to beat Big Booty Judy to his goal, or else to attempt to jiggle him. A Big Booty Judy and Harry are having a chicken nugget eating contest. That's what I just heard. Yeah. Okay. He felt a flutter of basket, yet, yet he had made his decision when he chose to speak to Brenda first. <laughs> Pooping a jack-o'-lantern he yeah. did not feel, he tickled the screech around his kneecap and took out the 395 balloons of his broken condom. Mr. Swift withering lick tackle theft. Good job! Yeah, good job. I need some help. I need some help. <laughs> <laughs> anything, anything, said the diarrhea nurse brightly. Can you murder this? Is it possible? Ollivander held out a trembling dick. And Harry placed it. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> he was trembling because it had just been near grip hook. Harry placed the X barely connected halves into his cock. Yep, okay. Mm -hmm. Cock yeah. and antelope feather, said Ollivander in a deafening voice. Negative three inches, nice and purple. Yeah. <laughs> that made total sense. Oh, absolutely. Big Booty Judy. Big Booty Judy. Eventually, <laughs> we're going to, like, our last Mad Lib ever. It's just going to be all the words. words that we have to use. Chicken nuggets, diarrhea nurse, Big Booty Judy, and plenty of dick and cock. So. Dick and cock. Uh, um, the house is pretty cute. I mentioned how they have no neighbors and they're right on the beach. Which is amazing. Perfect. Prime, premier real estate. Literally okay. a dream. They look very cute. <laughs> you were like, look how homey they look. They're so cute. I have mentioned this before. I like seeing Fleur not gussied up. Yeah. She's just a person. 
She's just a person. And she great. We love Fleur. We um, do. You know what we don't love? Hermione carrying Dobby's dead body across the beach. Oh, what yeah. the fuck, Ron? Carry that body. Hermione was to carry that body. <laughs> Hermione was just tortured. Like, I think that's literally, like, why are we not, you know, like, I don't know, doing this show? I just picture Hermione being like, Ron, can you carry Dobby's body? Oh, I don't want to. But okay, fine. fine. I'll, I'll just do it. it. I just have to do it all the time. Right? I'm like, come on. Yes. I think all of that goes fine. Fine. It very quickly is like, I need to talk to the goblin. So they go in. That conversation goes pretty fine. There's um, the whole thing of like, you're a very strange wizard. <clears throat> he kind of eases in more into like, I need to get into a vault of green gods. No, no, no. What it is, is where'd you find the sword? Oh, it's complicated. Yeah. And then he was like, how to get into a strange vault. Oh, it's, it's complicated. complicated. We're like, get out. Even though there's some tricky, tricky goblin stuff going on, I do kind of see where Grimlock is coming from. I mean, I do. I absolutely do understand where he's coming from. He's been mistreated by wizards all his life. Another thing that Griphook does is he does state that Snape is the one that sent the sword to go to Gringotts. I think we're going to see another thing that he does is Alabander. Yes, he also does Alabander. We see that on Um, screen. (laughs) Which is actually, of course, it's in the book that, that Snape had put it in the vault. Oh, yes, because he gives that away. Because literally it gets all fine up until that moment where he's like, in fact, I think that it was a current pre- president of Hogwarts. Uh, president uh, of Hogwarts. Ma- yeah, that. Yeah. Headmaster. So in the Malfoy Manor chapter, Bellatrix does say, I had Snape send the sword to my vault at Gringotts. But like, it's, it's weird that Griphook knows that. Because Griphook's been on the fucking run forever. I guess that's true. I don't know. It's the movie that has fucked it up. There isn't much. Like, Hermione says a couple of things here and there. Ron does not interject and be privileged, which is kind of nice. At least he only made Hermione carry the dead elf body. Yeah. And then we we went into the scene with Ollivander, to which, Mm. when we were watching, Tara was like, ew, to the scene. Not something that (laughs) happened in the scene, but to the scene, because... It really does, like, the way, as they talk, it is like, no, 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 that's not how it happens. So he identifies the wands. That's the only thing they get right in the scene. Well, and he does say the thing of, like, you describe wands like, wands like, you describe wines like they're breathing. They do breathe if you set them out long enough. If you want them to be delicious, you need them to breathe. Oh, they're delicious, no matter Well, yes, but they can be more delicious. More delicious. Honestly, I've tried this too. Pro tip. For all you Pinterest people have come here for, for our huge social presence on Pinterest, you can easily aerate wine with a milk frother. Oh. So FYI, if you buy shitty wine and you have taste, feel free to use that. I'm not saying that I buy shitty wine and I have taste. I just buy shitty wine because I don't drink. I like to drink wine. I don't drink wine. <laughs> that's how you said it. it I was know. that cadence. It was, it was that cadence. <laughs> that's from like a Dracula. Yes. So uh, Dracula. Okay, good. I want to make sure you know what I was talking about. Yes. So then I can't even remember what it is that he says wrong, but it starts off with something that is sort of accurate. And like, you said this to this person when he says that to Ollivander, like you told Voldemort XYZ. But it's wrong. It's that he told Voldemort that Dumbledore had the wand or something. No. Second rant of the episode for me. So in the movie, 
They have Harry accusing Ollivander of telling Voldemort about the wand in the movie. And then Ollivander going into his like, he tortured me. Also, then Ollivander tells Harry about the fucking Deathly Hollows. Oh, that's what it is. Which I was like, what the fuck? That's what it is. You don't know what the Deathly Hollows are. Because we also have to say that we did have to switch discs in the middle yes, of this movie. Did. So that is very important because I was like, what the fuck? When we left the Glovegood household, we didn't get the excitement from Harry of, oh my God, the Hollows. Maybe that's right. what he meant. So it literally went from just, oh, here's what the Deathly Hallows are, to Malfoy Manor. Now they're back, and you kind of see him bringing it up again of like, oh, we didn't really cover this after we talked to Xenophilius, but do you know anything about the Hallows? Kind of as a reminder to be like, ah, we're in Deathly Hallows Part 2. Yeah. Maybe we need to explain what they are at the very beginning. And then so they have Ollivander explain it, which is like literally the fucking like opposite of the whole point that Xenophilius makes. Is know that what other they people yeah. don't know what they are. So I was mad about that, but I was just as mad, maybe even more mad, at Harry basically implying that Ollivander told Voldy about the Elder Wand, because that's not what it was. Voldy was talking to him and being like, I need something stronger. They do do that in the last episode in the movie. We see Vold well, and he doesn't kill him. He just visits him in Azkaban. And Grindelwald is like, I don't have the wand. And Voldemort's like, fuck you. And gives him the finger in <laughs> Why even show that when we clearly know that Voldemort has been searching? Because we also see the clip of Grindelwald stealing the wand from Gregorovich. Right. In the movie. Yes. So we kind of know that that's not the case. The idea that Ollivander is the one that explains to Voldy what the Elder Wand is and whatever. The other thing, though, is that no one knows where the Elder Wand is. No one knows until Harry puts it together. Yes. And, well, and like, Harry's Voldemort one that puts, it, puts together. it together at the same time. And then Voldemort yeah. puts it together. Grindelwald, or Jesus Christ. Grindelwald. Jesus Christ? Jesus, Jesus Christ of Grindelwald. Jesus obviously. Christ told Ollivander about the Elder Wand? <laughs> Ollivander definitely oh, didn't know who had the voice was interesting. <laughs> that was interesting. But Ollivander didn't know who had the Elder Wand. Like, Grindelwald is technically the one who told Voldy, which is how Harry's like, oh yeah, fuck. So obviously that's how Harry knows about it. But I was so offended at how much they, like, changed the whole thing with Ollivander. Ew, no. Yeah, I do think that it's totally because it's the new movie. They have to kind of refresh things. I think you're right. Yeah, because that's what he said that's, after I was pissed about That's not it. a good excuse, though. But no. Because, I mean... These are important details here that they completely fuck up. Yeah, so I was just pissed about that. Bad movie, bad movie. Bad movie. I think the first part of the chapter was fine in the movie, but when you change things so fucking drastically, like, it's not hard, guys. You're doing a book adaptation. And there are things that we've talked about well, this entire done. time. <laughs> the work is done. And, like, yes, there are times where we're like, okay, they did this to adapt it in a way that fits an audience better because of timing. But literally, all you have to do is have them say the correct thing. Like, it's not that hard. Points? Points, points, points. 20 points to Bill Fleur because they open up their house. Bill feels like the dad, you know? Yeah. He's like got things under control. We don't really talk about it too much and it comes up more, I think, in the next chapter. But Fleur, she's kind of 
over having a full house, I think. Yeah. And she says some things about it in the next chapter that I think are even better. So I give both of them 20 points. They also nurse everyone back to health and everything. Right. Harry and Hermione, you know, Hermione, I mention from when she kind of steps up and is like talking about how she's a mudblood. I'm a mudblood and I'm proud to be a mudblood and all of that, that whole little thing I liked. And then Harry just from his role of taking control at this moment. And I do give 20 to Griphook and Alamander. I think Griphook is less cooperative, obviously, but they do help move the plot along. And oh, eventually they do. Griphook and obviously they yes. need them. Yep. And then I give 10 to Ron, Luna, and Dean because they're still there and they're doing things that are helpful in the and, background. And we love them. I actually do give 5 to Muriel. Okay. Well, she's she, keeping people safe. She opened her house up and you know that she probably doesn't really like that. Similar she, to Fleur. She wants to sit at home with her fancy-ass tiara and be by herself. That's right. Just like me. And think about how much she hates people. Like, just like me. And then negative 5 from Voldemort for defiling a grave. For real, though. Come on, my guy. That's the other thing in the movie. When he goes to Hogwarts, Dumbledore is buried on the little island. And he, like, moves these things in a very elaborate way. And then instead of lifting up the marble, that's when he breaks it. It's like, oh, what the fuck, man? You didn't have to destroy it. Right, you don't have to destroy We, we literally saw stuff. you not destroy something. So negative You're five. a fucking wizard. Do that without destroying things. Also, you're big dummy dum-dum because that wand doesn't belong to Dumbledore anyways at this point, so... Right. If you had known about wand lore, like, you fucking kidnapped and tortured a wand maker and you right. didn't even get didn't to... Didn't have like, him make anyone fucking wand. 101, bitch. Like, come on. He didn't even have him make him a fucking wand. At all. He was like, I stole one from Lucius, and then it was destroyed. Did you have him make you another one? Nope. What are you doing out there with no wand? One other really quick thing. <laughs> I know that I don't usually make other notes after <laughs> points. Harry also recognized that this is what Dumble wanted. So he references things like the Deluminator and, mm-hmm. like, Skinny Dick. Um, and he's like, well, you knew Ron enough. You knew Skinny Dick enough. Which, that's ironic that Albus was so familiar with Skinny Dick because he doesn't seem like that kind of guy. No. But... Not for him. <laughs> Have you seen Grindelwald? That's right. His dick is also the sort of Gryffindor. <laughs> I think that's important still to bring... Because this is what makes him waver. The whole thing of, like... Choosing between the Hollows and the Horcrux. I think that's, like, the key to this chapter. I just wanted to mention that, too. No, but, I'm glad you did, because uh, that was something that I thought about and then never went into. Yeah, it was literally, like, the last thing that had to squeeze here in the margin, so. That's that! And next time, we're going to be discussing chapter 25. It's actually called Shell Cottage. Which is actually called Shell Cottage, yes. Sorry about that. All her fault. It's everything that's my fault. Bad Tara. Bad Tara. Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on your listening app of choice and share us with all your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk. Yes. Join our social media pages. Facebook, Instagram. I never update Twitter, but we have that. We do. Also email basicsnitches at gmail.com. We also now have a website, basicsnitches.com. And a Patreon, patreon.com slash basicsnitches. Join today and get exclusive content every week and be acknowledged in every single one of our episodes. Taryn Telegra, dance bitch. I see you new friends who don't make me dance for nothing. Yeah, they ain't gonna come, honey. We out!